Good morning, friends, and welcome to Hamburg Lore, the show where we explore the weird characters and history that's used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. And today we're joined by robot fucker and Apex legend, Chloe Naylor. Chloe, <laughs> how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I was like trying to think of a, like a short, brief intro for you, and I'm like, yeah, that works. Yeah. Sure. You know. That's perfect. Those are my personality traits. Yes. <laughs> Great. Cool. So, Chloe, something we ask everybody on this show mm-hmm. to kick things off is what is your favorite fast food item? Ooh, a good question. Like, my, I feel like I should say like chicken nuggets, but now I'm talk, thinking about the Wendy's Frosty, and now I'm kind of want a Frosty. Oh, yeah, dude, Frosty's good. <laughs> Frosty's good shit. So we, yeah. we we said your personality traits are the robots and the Apex Legends. <laughs> are you the personality trait that dips the fries in the Frosty, or no? I just tried that recently, and it's actually not bad. Hell it's yeah. really fucking good. It's very good. good. Okay, cool. Good. We can continue the podcast. <laughs> That's like the only time I ever like intentionally get fries at a fast food place is if I get a Frosty with it, because I'm like, oh, oh my, I just gotta have it. You just have to. <laughs> well, uh, speaking about fries in your Frosty today, I am talking about the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I mentioned it a little bit on the call before we started recording and like i feel personally like i have opened up a book of forbidden knowledge that i can't shut since i started looking into whatever the fuck the kool-aid man is you've opened pandora's box absolutely (laughs) my brain is basically the fucking dude whose face melts in that indiana jones movie right now That red liquid is Kool-Aid, actually. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it turns out. Okay. <laughs> he originally was just called the Pitcher Man. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just like a pitcher filled with Kool-Aid that just had like a smile drawn on it. And I guess like the guy who came up with him was inspired by like his kids would always finger draw on like condensation on windows and stuff. And they'd put like smileys and it's like, oh, what if that's alive? And that's like kind of a cute thing. He didn't really so much have a personality kind of at the start. That's scary. <laughs> that's scarier that he's not a person. <laughs> he would just like smile and say like Kool-Aid. And I think he said, oh, yeah. And like weird shit like that, but didn't really have much of a personality beyond that. So a lot of those early commercials had Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd in them. Oh, huh. I, I didn't I didn't know that at all. No, that's super weird. And it's really weird looking back like a lot of those like older Looney Tunes things where, you know, Bugs Bunny is trying to get at Elmer Fudd's Kool-Aid because, of course, why not? And so Elmer Fudd's like, fuck this rabbit. I'm going to shoot him in the fucking face for stealing my sugar drink. <laughs> you know, usual shit. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was fucking wild. But the wildest shit that I learned is the fact that in 1974, he grew arms and legs. Grew? I mean, I'm assuming grew. He didn't have them before, and then he suddenly had them. <laughs> this regeneration of the Kool-Aid man, yeah. <laughs> they referred to him as the Kool-Aid man or Captain Kool-Aid in Canada. Oh. Um, but basically, children in the commercials would just, like, complain about, like, oh, it's so hot, or, like, oh, we've been doing this baseball game thing, like, we're so thirsty, And then somebody just, they both just turn and, like, they're summoning some sort of dark demon, just yell through their hands, hey, Kool-Aid! And then he bursts through the fucking wall (laughs) and then just pours them Kool-Aid 
from not just his own body, but like another pitcher and glasses that he's carrying with him. His kin. (laughs) He can't give you his own blood. That's too powerful. (laughs) It's so like, and this is sort of the form that we kind of know him today or like in jokes, we know him as like he bursts through the wall and says, oh, yeah, and gives you Kool-Aid and it's and he's very weird and totally scary. Mm -hmm. Does do we know what flavor he is the wikipedia article that i was like looking through is like a jumping off point for a whole lot of this stuff it's very interesting because it says tropical punch for some of them but it also says cherry for some of them so i don't really know but this is a question i will be answering later (laughs) okay oh (laughs) i was gonna i was gonna say like we should go around and say what our favorite kool-aid flavors are i mean mine mine is tropical punch me too there's some blue punch thing like the, it it's, the, it's the rule that there's n- like there's no bad blue drink that's also true i, I like defy you to name uh, a bad blue drink there was a flavor this is we're not talking about like the products themselves in this show but there was a flavor of kool-aid that tasted cold yeah okay that's that was fucked up <laughs> like i remember it's like <laughs> yes it doesn't matter if it's room temperature it gives your tongue the sensation of it being cold and that's like chemical warfare that's fucking wild <laughs> so i watched that commercial for research and <laughs> okay. the reason like canonically that he makes that is he's out shopping and this lady offers him a free sample of some like it looks like a chip and some sort of salsa that's very spicy and so he eats it and then all of the liquid in his body starts boiling oh yeah Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. So then he like fucking sprints home into his like basically Kool-Aid meth lab that he has in the basement of his house and just starts mixing shit together until he comes up with something that you should not drink. But it cools him down. Do they, huh. they don't still make that, do they? The cold? I don't think so. Damn, yeah, because I was going to go to the store right after this and get some. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Global warming solved. We got the <laughs> cold. Just pour that in the ocean. We're good. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, my God. Just like the funniest thing, because you think of cool, like, it's like the one drink that like stays hot. Even if you put ice in it, yeah, totally. <laughs> how does it do it? Hundred percent. <laughs> Something with the like the viscosity and like the yeah. chemical <laughs> compounds of it. This is stuff that people use to dye their hair. We should not be drinking this. Stuff. I have tried doing that. Yes. I was gonna. I was gonna say like you, most ladies I know have done it at some point. They've dyed That's their hair awesome. and either regretted it or been like, "Fuck yeah, I got blue hair now, <laughs> and it's sticky." <laughs> yeah. Basically, going on from there, he kind of became this like big pop culture icon in the 80s that everybody kind of that's where like a lot of the huge popularity of the kool-aid man came from he had like a short-lived marvel comics run speak on that where he battled (laughs) these anthropomorphic sun creatures called the thirsties (laughs) (laughs) there is a panel that i would like to read to you so there's one this panel is uh the thirsties have this gun pointed at the kool-aid man It's like this like old looking death ray you'd see in like, you know, cartoons from like the 80s called the thirst ray. They're they're pointing the thirst ray at the Kool-Aid man and uh, he gets hit with the zap of the thirst ray. And it says, you guys have got to be kidding. No ray can make me thirsty. And then the thirsties keep pouring it on until the Kool-Aid man takes it until the thirst ray cannon overloaded and exploded. And for some reason, didn't kill the thirsties. But I don't know if you can probably imply that I guess the Kool-Aid man just feels like no sexual urges. 
if he's not if he doesn't get thirsty at all <laughs> the asexual representation <laughs> we've always needed yeah i mean you know that's that's kind of what i took away from that i guess but there's okay. like a bunch of these comics and they're all fucking terrible and like i tried to find one one of the covers for this one is Join the Kool-Aid man as he battles the thirsties in outer space and on the baseball field. <laughs> oh, I see. The two extremes. Yeah, the two genders, yeah. Outer space yeah. And Join the Kool-Aid man as he like battles the thirsties through time. Yes. And there's like a fucking thing with him like standing next to Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Offering him some Kool-Aid and he's just like, excuse me, sir, aren't you Benjamin Franklin? Yes, I am. And I'm also hot and thirsty. I, I may have flown a kite in a lightning storm to trap lightning in a bottle, but this is the real lightning in a bottle. <laughs> anyway, so fuck. So I, I, I looked into a few more commercials and there's one in 2013 that is really really concerning god that's somewhat recent <laughs> yeah it is uh and this i think kind of came up around kind of almost meme debate i want to say like maybe a couple of years ago who even fucking knows at this point but whenever people were like is the kool-aid man the jar or the liquid do you guys remember that yes yeah so that was like a big thing that i guess like their social presence actually like definitely got involved with and he just kept saying, oh, yeah, because that's, you know, all he ever says. Right. Uh, basically, this fucking drinkable Groot. Whoa, shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a commercial in particular. You can find it on YouTube if you just look up Kool-Aid, the jug life. And I'm, I'm going to read this excerpt from this article I found, like kind of summarizing that kind of whole debate. During a 30 second commercial called the jug life, the Kool-Aid man can be seen filling up his jug with water during a morning shower. Right. So he like goes to bed. And the jug is empty. And so then he exits the shower as a clear jug filled with water. And he goes to a closet that he opens up and there's just a shitload of like fucking flavor packets in there. Oh, huh. during all of this, the Kool-Aid man narrates saying, quote, I put my pants on one leg at a time, except my pants are 22 different flavors. I've got grape pants. I've got watermelon pants and I wear them in my head. So, like, I was thinking when I started research into this, are there, like, different Kool-Aid men for each different flavor? But no, they're all the same one. It just depends on what fucking, like, chemical he puts in his body in the morning huh. for his head pants. Don't do drugs, kids. You raise a weird point there with that commercial mm -hmm. where... He only says, oh, yeah, right? Like, I've seen, like, a video of him video chatting with Baby Nut about the quarantine, yeah, which, yeah. fuck that. What the <laughs> fuck? Okay. And all he says is, oh, yeah, in different tones of that. But he has a inner monologue in this commercial. So that's really weird to me that he, he thinks in yeah. more than just, oh, yeah, but all he says is, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a disgusting man, yeah. <laughs> there were a series of commercials. They straight up were just kids saying, like, hey, Kool-Aid man, and then asking him a question about, like, certain things about him as a person, which was great for this show, by the way, <laughs> uh, because I have learned that the Kool-Aid man is apparently he is ticklish if you just, like, hit him with things. Uh so, like, he clearly has, like, nerve sensors in the glass, but also if you spin him around, he still gets dizzy and then fucking Kool-Aid just slushes around everywhere and falls out and then people drink it. 
I I hate this. I hate this. I hate this a lot. <laughs> Wait, so if the water is just like his shower water, are we just drinking his shower water? Yes. <laughs> we're yeah, we're drinking whatever the tap water at the yes. Kool-Aid man's house oh, is. God. I don't I don't I this is like the fucking Bell Delphine bathwater, but like <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> for you thirsty thirsties. Oh god. I just had like a terrible thought of like, you know, those those like virtual YouTubers, but like VTubers, yeah. Fucking Kool-Aid man as a gamer and then oh, no. selling Kool-Aid and making a joke about how it's his bathwater. I hate that. We're like one year away from that. Like they're gonna, gonna run happen. out of shit to do. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Oh, um, no. and then a couple of other things that I wanted to touch real quick. Um, the Kool-Aid man is actually pretty sweet, uh, pretty cool. Um, in that a lot of his commercials, I think in the 80s, were him fucking with the cops. Hell yeah. <laughs> that All was right. pretty cool. Sick. Let's go. Cops kept showing up and being like, you're having too much fun. And he was just like, oh, yeah. And like, He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then just like tripping up the cops and like pranking them and like making sure the kids got the Kool-Aid and like none of the cops did. And I'm like, fuck, yeah. Good for him. And then also the one that is like the most recent thing that I found that I think is terrifying is that after the unfortunate death of mr peanut mr kool-aid man was at the funeral and started crying and then the the tear landed on the grave of mr peanut which then created baby peanut and we will get into that when i do mr peanut uh and then in an episode later yes um apparently when the glass of the kool-aid man cries it gives life he is a god. <laughs> yes, okay. it's like alchemy or some shit. Got yes. it. Yes, I don't know what to think about all of this, but there's no like origin for him or anything, right? Like, yeah. Was the tear just like a condensation, like water, or was it cooler? Right. Where did the tear come it from? Was, yeah, exactly. Oh god. We thought this show was gonna be like, haha, the hamburger is so stupid looking, haha, and but it ended up being like, did you know that snap, crackle, and pop are demons from the fourth dimension? <laughs> <laughs> like it. Ended Ends up always getting like arcane and yeah. weird and like dark. Also, I do really quick want to shout out that the initials Kool Aid Man are K A M, and that's pretty cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, is the this is another thing that we've been getting into? Like when when I did the uh, monster serials, we asked Jess like "fuck Mary kill" for for the for the <laughs> for the monster serial people, and like you know I'm about to talk about how horny the M and M's are, and like is Kool Aid Man dateable? Do you think knowing mm. what you know now, mm. this isn't going to be like a segment, but like knowing what you know now about this character, <laughs> are they a suitable date? Mm. I would say no, because he yeah. wastes a lot of water and like that's not yeah. cool. In 2020. Is he a suitable <laughs> lover? <laughs> <laughs> that's about the correct reaction there, Chloe. <laughs> no i'll pass it's also funny because when he's in bed he's empty so it's just like yeah (laughs) yeah Mm. what can you provide (laughs) (laughs) i hate this fucking show (laughs) all right shit well on that note we're gonna take a quick break and come back with whatever the fuck nate has we'll be right back All right, we're back. Nate, go. So as stated before, 
Uh, we are talking about the M&M's, uh, M&M's <laughs> in this segment. Great. The m and the M&M's uh, were, they existed in like cartoons as just like, you know, the, the, your typical sentient M&M's. But the, uh, the, the incarnation that I want to talk about are the ones that started in 95. You know, the classic, like the red and the yellow one and all the different colors mm-hmm. that are, they've stayed the same since um, their inception. Or have they? We don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> there are six characters, uh, one for each color. Uh, however, they were added gradually. Green sometimes appeared in the beginning in ads, but was it's typically just red and yellow. Um, there's a lot to unpack about the green M&M, and I promise I'll get to that. But if I go into it now, it is going to be all that we talk about, and I've only got 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> That's fair. Right. I, I could do like the easy stuff like, ah, they, they met Santa, haha. but there is a lot more happening than just the, the confirmed existence of Santa Claus. So in, in late 95, there was a vote for what would replace the tan gross uh m M&M. hold the fuck on what there was a tan m M&M for a long time god yeah so the vote was either blue pink or purple blue one with 54 percent of the vote and was instated as the new M&M because there's no electoral college to get in the way of the rightfully elected official attaining office sure just putting that out there <laughs> <laughs> um, as stated these are some of the the horniest food mascots out there good Good. In that, on their website, there are canonical turn on and turn offs. What? What? Don't go to the website because we're about to play a game. I hate. Oh God. Which Eminem would you fuck based on their bio, and I'll tell you which one you picked. Oh no. Oh no. Okay. All right. I'm gonna read one or two facts about them, and then you just kind of keep track of like which one you picked. And once I get to the very end, I'll ask you which one appealed to you most, and we'll see if the characteristics of the Eminem. This is from their like their stat their D and D stat sheets from their website. Jesus basically. Christ! Okay. <laughs> okay, so for the first one, their turn ons are when people blindly follow their advice. I'm also switching all of the pronouns to they so that it's not a dead giveaway cool. whether it's green okay. or not. Um, <laughs> the best feature is a genius IQ and physical prowess. In parentheses, the best of both worlds. So that's the first one. Okay. The second one, the weight is let's just say they keep fit. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that wording Ooh, at all. No. And appearance is if you're lucky, they just might make one. What? So, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's that. Best attribute is 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 confidence for that one. If you fucking could not get that from that. Um, the next one is likes pretty people and fluffy things. Um, cool. And then shortcomings. Nice guys finish last. Best attribute sees the good in everything. The next one is <laughs> oh god age uh-huh. is listed as stress makes them look older than they are uh-huh. and uh turnoffs are people who want to eat them in parentheses a turnoff for everyone which to which i would say fucking don't fucking kink shame okay <laughs> so then the next <laughs> some people like vor it's fine yeah, yeah whatever <laughs> the next one is the second to last one the age is listed as we dare didn't ask and the uh the hidden talent is always being right the final one is the likes include simple candlelit dinners in Paris and the shortcomings are can be sometimes intimidating. So based on those things that I listed, <sighs> which one, which fact sticks out to you the most? And I will tell you um, which 
Eminem, you will be going on a date with after this recording. <laughs> Christ. I really don't like the nice guys finish last one. I want to punt yeah, that one. Of course. That's like a big incel red flag. Big yeah. Snyder Cut energy, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to say no to them, and they're going to start playing Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So that one was the yellow one, by the way. That tracks. Okay, that absolutely that tracks. Sounds about right. Any of them that you, the, any fact that you remember that you're like, you know what? I would give that one a try. If you're going to give the Vor, the Vor one a try, go for it. You're going to give the, like, the appearance if you're lucky one a try. I hate all of them. It's like an eldritch horror. They're all, they are all pretty unlikable. This is the worst dating game I've ever played. Exactly. So gun, gun to your head, pick one, go. God. Um, can you, can you read, read the first two again? I was going to say exactly that, yeah. The first two are, I, I said, turn-ons are when people blindly follow their advice and their best feature is a genius IQ and physical prowess. In parentheses, the best of both worlds. And the second one was, uh, the weight was, let's just say they keep fit. Um, and appearances, if you're lucky, they just might make one. For turn-ons for there, it says Moonlit Nights, Jazz, and... Um, then it says the opposite gender of, of, of what it, it is. So I'll go with number two, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. Why what, not? What, what about you, Chloe? That works. I would go with okay. number one. <laughs> You'd go with number one. Okay. So Chloe, you chose the red M&M. Okay. Uh, age is 30 something, but we're checking on it, which is weird. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um, that's a that's, criminal. So that's, that's super weird. And uh, the second one is the blue M&M, which I think most people would say other than the green one is probably the most fuckable, right? Okay, um, sure. Moonlit Nights, Jazz, and The Ladies. So, okay. So those, those are your um, life partners now forever. <laughs> oh God, no. We'll never look at a red M&M the same. <laughs> so green m&ms joined the pack in actually 97 as the first and only female uh spokes candy until the addition of mrs brown in 2012 which i didn't remember until researching this oh god yeah i do remember that so that's interesting she in <laughs> this is uh she instantly captivated fans uh of the iconic candy with her luscious lips slightly suggestive smile and white hot go-go boots famous for her sometimes intimidating I melt for no one bravado. That's from Wikipedia, and under that I have 19 question marks because that's <laughs> fucked up. I don't like that. I have now a visual aid for you guys oh, to, no. to watch. You think of the green M&M as like the, the horny one, but then you watch this commercial and you're like, somebody at Mars is getting off to this. Somebody wants to fuck this candy. So click on that and watch okay. that. I'll put the I'm audio in now. on the episode. Mm. Oh, I hate this already. M&M's premium. Oh, my. Premium chocolate infused with a cool what? intensity oh. of mint. Stop! Oh, Why is this so sexual? Oh my God, why is she moaning like that? <laughs> That's that's that. Oh my god! Somebody at Mars definitely wants to um, fuck the, the the green M and M. I hate that so much. Oh my god! The M and Ms are in that weird category of mascots that people, for some reason, collect merchandise from. Oh yeah, yeah. Like oh, I got like a M and M's NASCAR Hot Wheels or whatever the fuck, and I got like I used I used to have this like big M and M dispenser that was like baseball themed. It was yes. like an orange M M&M and M that you like 
pulled the arm down and it like spit out candy out of its mouth or something. (laughs) She was also on the back or the manga cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue one time, which that's Uh, fucked up. They are just leaning into the fact that they clearly want to fuck this piece of candy. Okay. The the rumor that was around was that eating green M&Ms makes you horny, which is potentially the cause of her whole personality, I guess. But obviously, like green dye number 42 is not it doesn't increase your horny stat. So I don't think (laughs) I don't think it's true. There is a commercial where a husband walks in on his wife in bed with a red M&M and and he gets mad because he thought they agreed to share him. So they're like this sort of (laughs) pansexual, like open relationship species. We don't kink shame here. Exactly. Exactly. Just saying that they just give off that energy and like further solidifying that they're like too horny for spheres. I mean, fucking at the end of that commercial, you sent us all like the red, yellow and blue M&Ms were basically just like staring at the green M&M, just like raging boners. Yeah, absolutely. So the orange M&M as a character was introduced in 99 uh, and he is listed as the crispy species because on the website uh, or the wiki, their flavor is their species, which is wild to just think about in terms of that. He is deeply afraid to get eaten, which is a fear not shared by the other M&Ms. Oh, they want to get eaten. He he later became the pretzel M&M and is shown in a lab before having a pretzel named Pretzel Guy um, swapped for his crispy core because they don't make crispy M&Ms anymore, I guess. From this, we now know that the shell is immaterial to their consciousness because in a commercial, they are shown to remove their shell as if clothing. Mm. I wanted to quickly ask, what do you think their arms and legs are made out of? <laughs> Surprise. This is like when I asked you guys, like, what do you think Knuckles has underneath his gloves? Like, it's yeah. like, I guess I've never thought about it. Oh god. Because <laughs> there is a commercial where it's like I think it's like a like a hazelnut flavor or something, like a Nutella based thing, and like they're about to reveal the new M&M and they take the curtain up and it is just legs and arms standing there because the M&Ms ate that M&M. So that implies that the arms and legs are not candy. They are shown to take their shoes off in commercials. So I don't need What's... an answer, but I want I, I need the question to be in everybody's mind after after listening oh, no. to this. I kind of want to say like fondant because you're not supposed to eat it. Yeah, but you can like build shit Something out like of that. it. They are bendy. Yeah. But like, I feel like if you're determined, you'll fucking eat it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's just some sort of fifth dimensional material that we can't yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's unobtainium. So from that info, their arms and legs aren't real. <laughs> their shell is immaterial to consciousness and uh, whatever there is in their core doesn't make them who they are. So the core is not what houses their soul if they have one. Thus, the chocolate is alive and proves that the shell and the candy bag are there to protect us from these sentient sweets. These are not supposed to be out in the world. It is a mistake mm. that they are even that they're that they're out there. Ms. Brown was added in 2012 and it is essentially their manager. Um, she's just serious and doesn't approve of the M&M's antics. And there's jokes that she looks naked because it's a brown M&M and they're chocolate and whatever. They are alive. They are living things. They are <laughs> like they do have emotions and everything. They maybe have a soul. I don't know. Uh, they do eat other M&M's. So they're either cannibals or there's some type of higher being on the food chain than the uh, the product M&M. They uh, canonically split up a couple years ago and did separate jobs. Uh, Blue is in the Blue Man group, etc. 
Uh, in the commercial blue Fucking states, of course he was. Yeah, <laughs> in the commercial blue states that he is done being an Eminem spokesperson. So that sort of posits that the Eminem characters just happen to have jobs advertising Eminems by happenstance, <laughs> and that they were not created for this job to begin with. Mm. Again, questions without answers, but questions nonetheless. There are Eminems minis, if you guys remember those from like the mid mid nineties. Uh, yes, I was actually about to ask about this. There, all I have on them is that they are a sentient storm of deranged M&Ms that cause mayhem until captured. They're a science mistake. They should not be. Yeah, they're like the fucking nematodes in SpongeBob. Yeah, mm. they're they're stored uh-huh. in tubes, so it's it's yeah. wild. Some people in the M&Ms commercials are shown to become M&Ms, which kind of proves to me that the M&Ms mascots are a kind of the state of being an M&Ms mascot. Is it like a divine calling from the cosmos to deliver to the worthy or those deserving of the ultimate punishment, depending on how you look at that. Mm-hmm. This concludes all known lore on the <laughs> M&Ms from the Mars chocolate boys. <laughs> so I have a lot of questions. I don't have a lot of answers, sort of like the Kool-Aid man. There's some answers there. You would think like, oh, maybe there isn't like any kind of internal logic as to the people at Mars aren't like, oh, well, actually, here's the style guide to Red. Red is like this. He feels this because there's all these questions about like, what are their arms made out of and everything, right? But they also have canonical turn-ons and turn-offs. I cannot stress this enough. So they are a mystery, and I don't know if they existed before M&M's and will exist long after M&M's or what. So um. I'm thinking a lot of this stuff over and like the thing that gets at me the most is the idea of them being placed into this, for lack of a better term, shell. Um, maybe against their will as some sort of like divine punishment or something like maybe these people committed some sort of like unspeakable act or something and then were like turned into these you know candy creatures but like still have human emotions and desires but can't act on them because they are candy they're the guardians from destiny but made out of chocolate got it basically (laughs) but like basically like if you think about it like that commercial you shared with us like they clearly were experiencing like just like the carnal desires of the flesh yes exactly exactly but they couldn't do anything because they are trapped and imprisoned in this candy shell. Yes, yes. So I don't know if an Eminem version of the Peter Dinklage robot comes up to a dead body and like rise, <laughs> raises up the peanut Eminem and, and just brings them back from the dead. Um, and then Crispy Six gets killed and everybody cries. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm discovering is that all these food mascots are like the old gods, and I think that exactly. Eminem is a physical manifestation of like sexual desire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you're totally right. Yeah, oh, fuck. We we started this show, and we were like, we're just gonna talk about how goofy these things are because you know it's it's funny. Like Mayor McCheese, how did he become mayor? That's goofy. Yeah, uh-huh. but then fucking, we learned that Jack Box is a domestic terrorist. Yep, like. Yep. What the fuck? Yep. yep. Okay. We learned that the Noid is like a fucking cosmic demon as well. Like these all. Oh, I I meant to ask you, are mascots demons, spirits, kaiju? What are they? Like Mm. what Mm. monsters? Like what would you classify them as? Or is mascot its own category? I don't know. I feel like it kind of depends. Right, because there are monsters like, that are mascots, like the cereal ones. Right. Going back to the Kool-Aid Man, I would definitely classify the Kool-Aid Man as a golem whose only like purpose on Earth is to provide Kool-Aid for the thirsty children of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was the 
only instructions for life he was given, and that's the only thing he can do. Chloe, yeah, I, I, I know that you're a real one because you heard it. You heard Cam say that, and you politely went, "Hmm." <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's we we have a we have a real real good good relationship going here. I think I think Chloe knew what she was getting into oh, when yeah. she said, "Yeah, I'll oh, go yeah. on your show." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's talk about food mascots. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, so yeah, I didn't. I didn't do any kind of fuck Mary kill for the M and M's because the only choice seems to be fuck for them. So yeah. So yeah, that is that's all of uh, all the stuff that I got. Dear God. Cool. Well, we're gonna get the fuck far away from that. Uh, <laughs> Chloe, thank you so much for coming on. Whatever the hell this was. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? can find me everywhere at echo Chloe. that's on twitter it's on twitch instagram tiktok same ad everywhere follow chloe she's great the tiktoks are very good it's so weird when like my girlfriend and i will be like watching tiktoks in bed before we go to sleep because we're fucking cute like that uh and like well, she'll just be scrolling through her for you page and it's like oh that's chloe shit okay whoa <laughs> <laughs> it's super weird i love it Great. All right. Well, uh, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you do want to support our silly shows, subscribing on whatever platform you're on and leaving us a rating would really help us out as well. Um, if you liked whatever the hell this ended up being, check out the rest of the shows we do at at some good shows on Twitter. You just might like those too. You can find me on Twitter at the Man, And you can find me on Twitter at at two headed giant. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, everybody asks, where's the beef? But not how's the beef? <laughs> <laughs>